It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Hello again, everybody, on the same channel and at the same time a different channel than before. This Welcome back to the Weekly Weebs. This is still, but maybe not, Zerio Machini, but definitely yes. I didn't do that in the first episode. Nope. Nobody did. It counts the same recording day. <laughs> I guess so. Don't let them know that. <laughs> Don't let them know that. Uh, it's time for us to do some reviews. We're going to be reviewing The Wandering Witch, of course, because that was our assi- assignment from this past week. But before we get to that, uh, I wasn't here last week to give my grade for Sunny Boy, so I'll do that now. Uh, I fucking loved Sunny Boy. We knew you would. It was a, It was an amazing ride. Everything was super fucking trippy. Just, I don't know, I was in awe pretty much the whole time. Everything looked cool. I loved how everything was, like, painted, you know, instead of more traditionally drawn. Just everything about it was sort of beautiful. The world traveling was sick as hell. The show was awesome. Okay, I think it was Frenchie that said, like, this is fucking... Zario's type of show. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> I described it as like the concept of Wonder Egg Priority meets the animation. What the f- of? Oh, the craziness of Kiyosugiga. Oh, uh, was was that the one where it was like that? Cre- there was like that created world. Yeah, and then, like, you had, like, the three adopted kids that became, yeah. like, gods of the world. Yeah. And they and, like, were trying the to get their movie. dad back, and he was actually there the entire time. Yeah. But didn't know. I don't know. I really still don't know what that show was about. I just remember it was really interesting. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, what was your favorite part of Sunny Boy? And favorite character? I My... Man, I'm terrible with names, but my favorite character is probably the Indian dude. Raj? That's what we all said, too. Yeah. He's just amazing, and he really... There's no part of the show where he doesn't just take whatever's going on. He's like, okay, how do I work with that? And he fucking figures it out. He just... He loves everything about whatever's going on. And he's also the only one that doesn't give a shit that they're like not real or whatever um it's like i'm not real but i am real and i'm gonna make the best of my situation exactly and then he becomes a forest <clears throat> apparently because why not <laughs> hell yeah favorite moment uh, i don't know favorite moment is tough the amazon what the Amazon. The Amazon. Oh, when when those boxes were first on the screen, I was dying laughing. That was so fucking funny. Uh, and the fact that it turned out to be such a huge and kind of deep thing 
was amazing. It could have just been a stupid joke that they let just sit there and fuck off forever. But no, they made that, they made Niamazon a plot point. Good for them. <laughs> um, man, an actual favorite moment though. Man, I really, I'm really not sure. Um, it's a tough question. It is. Huh. Especially since now that it's been over a week since you watched it. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I remember enough of like what happened, but it's hard to pick something that uh, that I guess I liked more more than anything else. I don't know because the it's it's kind of weird because some of the parts that I liked the most were were just. Uh, some of the parts where, like, things are just happening, you know? Like, uh, when they're looking for, for war, and they're just kind of falling in that ravine for God knows how long, and even when war is not falling, the wind and stuff is still flying on there, like, stuff like that was really cool, or, or the, the, like, the kid that was, like, a prodigy, uh, that had the really cool powers, anything, anytime that he was on screen, like something cool was going to happen. Uh, especially when he learned how to travel <coughs> through different dimensions. How'd you like the baseball episode? It was pretty sweet. Hell yeah. Oh, the most horrific thing in that entire show, like truly horrifying, is Babel. The, the tower that, that they're building because it's just a work camp for eternity yeah because like, most of the people that were there were there for thousands of years but not really really those worlds don't exist unless that guy's there to observe it those worlds aren't real unless he sees them and makes them real the main character. But they still feel that time pass. Just like it's just like the dog dude. He knows that he's been doing all of this for five thousand years. He feels like that. But from what I remember in the story, when he was going to talk to that one guy and explain what his actual power is and it's not like world traveling, it's the observer. Yeah. All the worlds that he goes to aren't actually real worlds. They're, what makes them as real is him being there to observe the fact that they are real in that moment in time. Mm -hmm. So, like, anything before he gets there didn't necessarily happen at all. Technically. Uh, right? That That is sort of true, but because time works differently in the this different this worlds, uh, it's, like... They could say it works like that, but it technically doesn't because there's always, like, a point in time in this. Because the, this world didn't exist at all before uh, the school went adrift, before this specific classroom went got put adrift. Um, 
and, and that's why they were even blaming the the main character like it all tech it all started with that class but so all of those kids that we see in every other this world besides that starting class are all technically younger than the main cast mm -hmm. but have been there for thousands of years but they have it though because he hasn't seen it yet from from our the audience perspective yeah. you're right but not from their perspective yeah, i get that And that they just think stuff has happened, but it actually hasn't. How is that less of a hell? Like, <laughs> Babel sucks, dude. It does. I'm not saying and, it doesn't. And it especially sucks because uh, the guy that runs it, uh, according to him, people that are, like, below him in whatever hierarchy is there can't use their powers. Mm -hmm. So everybody's just forced... To just be a fucking normal middle school kid hauling bricks mm -hmm. to build this tower to heaven that's never going to be fucking finished for thousands of years. Just know, it's going to end as soon as you leave, so they're not going to feel it. <laughs> Only from our perspective. And they're still going to be going, though. They won't, because the, the world's going to not exist, because he's not there to observe it in, anymore. As soon as he leaves, that world's gone, dude. So they're not going to have the... There is no more stairs to build. There's no more of that world because it's gone. They're not going to feel that anymore. Only to you, not to them. But t they can't feel it if they're not there. They will still feel it. Though. They won't because they're not going to exist. They will exist because no, they, they don't exist in the because they the they don't their exist flow in the time thing. works outside of yours. They're from a different this world. So the it's just like it's only it, the world there is only there because that guy traveled there. And made that that world while he was there. All right. Once that dude left, all right. Think about think about this way. Gone. Think about this way. The Indian dude. He leaves. Right. He leaves because the, that guy the, gone to the world. And the the two main oh, okay. the two main people leave. They, come back. They're here. They stay there for two years. In that two years, for the Indian guy, it was two thousand years. Two thousand years. He's, so, but he, they left him there. He was in a. He was in other this worlds. I really hate that it's this this world. Other <laughs> this world. I still. I'm gonna it. go back and rewatch the show. I might too, honestly. Uh, I actually like it that it, that they're called this world because uh, it just is what it is. Because when when you're describing like a multiverse. You know, you you describe it as oh, and this world is. So they're all, in any multiverse scenario, or even I guess any like sci-fi with multiple planets and stuff, they're all this worlds. True. Yeah. What were your scores? My scores. I were, fucking love this show. I loved this show a lot. Uh, personal enjoyment, I gave a ten. Just everything about it was amazing. Uh, animation. This one was kind of hard because the unique art style, I had to really think about if... There, there's a really fine line between whether or not the, the animation itself was really good or absolute dog shit because of how unique the art style is. Because like I said earlier, it's like kind of painted in a lot of times. It, like... 
everything changes at every moment in time. But because of that, I, I decided to give it a 9. Because if it makes me think that hard about it, probably on purpose. And it looked great, so. Um, character development, I actually gave a 5. I, I think that's, it, it was kind of, most of the characters didn't actually change that much. It's more of an acceptance of who they are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I guess it was kind of there, but, you know, it, was, it wasn't the strongest point of the show. Uh, world building, I gave an 8. It's pretty confusing, but they do take the take time to explain how the this worlds work and why they're there, how they went adrift while kind of keeping us guessing at what we needed to guess at. So the show's confusing on purpose, but it still explained quite a bit of stuff. So eight feels fair to me. Soundtrack I gave a ten. Um that was a terrible high five by the way. There we go. Uh, the way it's used in this show is amazing, especially since there's entire scenes where there's not even words, there's just music, and it's all beautiful. Or just words and no music? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack is awesome. Plot, I gave a 9. Uh, I guess I don't really have much to say about it. It was great. Um, voice acting, I gave an 8. I felt like most people's voices fit them really well. Uh, art style, I gave a 10. Everything looked awesome, definitely. U uniqueness, I gave a 10. I can't think of a single other show that's like this, really. And then recommendability, I gave an 8. I probably wouldn't say everybody would like this show, but I would still recommend this show to a lot of people. Uh, so the total for that is 87. Let's go. I don't remember what our scores were. I think we gave it a 75. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like the show a lot. It's really good. I, I'm going to watch it again, and I feel like once I do, my scores are going to get bumped up because of how confused I was and when I can appreciate the... Like, I was telling them that this is a show that you have to watch multiple times to understand the deeper philosophy of the show because that's yeah. what it's really all about mm -hmm. is the psychological and philosophy aspects of the, the show itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I also kind of like, too, how when you find out that their principal is God, and then they're like, "What? why is God our principal? And they're just told, eh, it's a coincidence. That's just what God was doing at the time. How some principals think they are. <laughs> yeah, right? My word is law. Your word is shit. Except for Barnwell. He was savage. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we get into the Wandering Witch? Yep. It was mid as fuck. Facts. I actually liked it a lot. thought it was really fun. I thought it was kind of dumb. Uh, the way I saw it, it was basically a giant D&D &D campaign. Mm. Like, everything that she was doing, all the adventures she had, 
were really awesome to me because they felt very like D and D esque, like especially um, the the fucking field of flowers that hypnotizes people. That, that was turns dope. Them into heap into flowers and then eats them. That's the same episode we get the the bottle of happiness. That was sad. It was sad, but it was a great episode. And then there, right after that is the princess without subjects where there's the spider dragon that's going through a town destroying everything. And it's just her father. Yeah. That episode was fucking awesome. Um, the Land of Truth Tellers, you know that that's a D&D city. I just didn't fuck with that episode, dude. There's only three things I fucked with this entire show. Father episode, that dragon episode, and the episode where she goes back in time with that lady to go uh, save that girl. Oh, yeah. The, uh... It was like episode 9 or something. Those are the that only, episode was fucked up. Those are the yeah. only three episodes I actually gave a fuck about this entire show. The last episode, I hated. The one with the multiple... Yeah. Oh, uh, that, that one was super weird. Yeah. The also, and I might have misheard it, but I swear, throughout the entire show, the timeline is completely weird. Like, she says, oh yeah, that's like four years ago. It's like, you've only been traveling for a year in another episode. Yeah, that's that's super strange, because she becomes a full-fledged witch at 18. And then there's two points in time where we get six-month time skips. Yeah. Early on in the show, like episodes two and three, yeah. I think. And then, and then later on, she's like, I'm 18. But that can't be true. And also... In one of the things that, it, the time travel one, she is early in the, the first episode, she says she's the youngest person to ever pass the witch. Was that in her country or in general? Ah, man, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was in general because the, she was, I think, like 10 or something when she first became like eligible to be an apprentice or something. And she was 14 when she met the the Starlight Witch. I liked her a lot. Mm. Um, I hated the Night Witch. Yeah. She was annoying. Did. And the other apprentice was annoying. Yep. And she just had a weird true. obsession with Elena. Yeah. The doll episode was also really good. I, I will say, the, the Ripper. Yeah. I did like that. But then it also made it seem like... It, it really made it feel like she murdered people. See, that's what I thought too. And, and then it's like, oh, she cut their hair because they're like, because they. Why is she going kept, to prison? They even kept on saying that, uh, like, all these women lost their lives. And then when we see Elena with her haircut, she's like, my hair's gone. It's as if I've lost my life. I'm like, oh, Jesus. No. Thank you. The one girl's parents lost their life. Thanks, bro. Damn. Uh, yep. They, <laughs> they sure fucking did. Um, uh, I just thought the show was way too inconsistent. I, I thought it was fine. It didn't ha have... It just wasn't the type of show to have, like, an overarching plot. It's just an adventure show. It, it's episodic. Uh... It's just a girl that's flying around and, like, 
Um, it, you know, it, I, I mentioned in the, in the group chat, I was like, uh, I should have known it was a Kodakawa show. Oh, is the same people that make Jobless? They make every, like, fantasy anime. Okay. <laughs> basically. Uh, and it, 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 but yes, they did do Jobless. They also did, uh, like, Slime and Shield Hero Wait, and Overlord, it. uh, and this makes me want to downgrade the animation a little bit for the score. Because you, you, you want to downgrade it? This show actually, it, in the first episode, when uh, when Elena was having that duel with her teacher, I was crazy impressed. That is better than most Kodakawa shows. This show just has it has obviously much less action because that's just not the focus of this series. Which I think is okay, um, but when we did get to see the magic, it looked amazing. Like when we, when she was like throwing boulders and stuff, and the boulders were actually animated quite well. And the landscapes in this show were gorgeous, both the cities and the like natural landscapes, how they were animated, and they were even three D most of the time. The characters were not, and that was smart. That was a good fart. Good. I'm glad it was. I, I guess one of the other things is, like, there were several recurring characters that I just did not care about at all. I didn't give a fuck about anybody in the show. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. The The characters are kind of whatever. But, like, just when, when I'm going through all the episodes and thinking about what happened, most of these episodes were awesome. Like... Uh, the wall etched by the travelers was another fun episode. That one had the, the also the grape stomping girl, which was kind of silly. So I didn't care about either of those. Anything involving the other apprentice did not care about. One barely had anything to do with her. It was that one was more about her mom than anything else. Um, the wall. Yeah, she like. The other apprentice showed up. Oh, that... Actually, when she was there at the wall, that was funny as fuck. Because she wanted to do her own chisel. And when she started, she, she was like, oh, this is a lot harder than it looked. And I was laughing my ass off when she said that. This show is hilarious. Also. I didn't really find myself that. laughing a lot. I did. I didn't like Elena. I really did not like... The because every episode, she's a conceited bitch. And even the land of truth tells, I am a beautiful, wise, wonderful... I just got I tired her. of it. I liked that about her. I, I got so... I don't know. I. She didn't do anything that really impressed me the entire show. Like, the only characters I probably cared about were the other witches we met. Like, I liked her teacher. I liked the uh, queen without a people. I thought her character development was really cool. Mm -hmm. And then I liked the one that traveled back in time and gave up her memories of the person to kill that person. Yep. I want to go to Baskin Robbins before I go home. <laughs> But 
don't know. I thought the show was very middle of the road. The highest rating I gave it on anything was an 8. I gave it a lot more than that. Simp. No, I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. I'm trying to think if there's anybody simp-worthy in this show. I like the... I guess the, the s- grape lady. The Stardust Wizard. Stardust Witch? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I like her a lot. I don't her, know if I would simp over her. Her hat's dope. Her hat is dope. Her robes are, too. How the... I like her just little tiny beauty mark. Yeah. Mole, 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 mole. <laughs> she... <laughs> She always made me laugh when she was like, oh, don't you like butterflies? She's like, you're the one that likes the butterflies. You don't like butterflies? No, butterflies are fine. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Should we just get into our readings? Sure. I wonder what Cole thinks of this show. He said it was all right. Right on. Who wants to start? Okay. Flip. Guys, don't get a flip phone. They suck. No, I don't want to. Oh. Uh, Prison Dream, I get a five. I think I thought this was an average show. Uh, animation, I, I give it a six. Uh, character building, I give it a five. Soundtrack, I give it a seven. World building, I give it a six. Plot, I give it a six. I'm going to bump world building up to a seven, actually. I actually just did the same thing. Uh, plot I gave a 6, voice acting performance I gave a 5, art style I gave an 8, uniqueness I gave a 4, and recommendability I gave a 5. And my total is going to be 58. Uh, personal enjoyment I gave a 6. I, I didn't hate the show. I, there were moments that I did enjoy watching it. It just felt like for a 12 episode show, it was a lot for me to try and get through. Really? And not in the same way that Sunny Boy was a lot to try and get through. <laughs> Like, when I give it a 5, I just want to clarify, I don't hate the show. Yeah. If it's below a 5, then, that's I'm, you start then I'm not liking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of the same way as, like, the more I dislike it, the lower below 5 it is. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking Skywars Academy, that's a negative 12. I don't think I've ever shit on a piece of media as much as I fucking hate that show. Well... Maybe if it didn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, animation, I did give an 8. I bumped that up a little bit when you were talking about it, because you're right. When they actually use the magic, the way it's animated is really cool. Yeah, it is. And, like, the golden cage that they put around the Ripper girl, mm. that was awesome. Um, that looked really good. The fight, when they went back in time, all the animation was really cool there. Oh, yeah. And the fucking spider dragon. Yeah. Which sounds like a really cool, like, concept of a Yu-Gi-Oh card. I bet it exists. Probably. Um, character development, I gave a four. Because I didn't think there really was any. I guess you could say for the one friend witch. I don't know. I really didn't see. Characters are basically mm, the exact friend same. Friend witch. That sounds delicious. Uh, World building, I gave a seven. Just because we do learn about each kingdom... That she goes to, and it does a decent job of explaining how, like, the magic in the world works. That there are some countries that love magic users, and then there are some that fucking hate them. Mm-hmm. And the, we got to see a decent amount of both sides. Yeah. But then 
It also went into the fucking parallel worlds, and that was stupid. And then there wasn't even a good payoff for it. No. It was just like a lesson about loving yourself, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Also, like, why is that the last episode? I don't know. It, it should have been like an OVA or something. Yeah. Also, it was trying to lead towards it where the teacher, her teacher, was like, do you know who my teacher... I'm assuming she meant that her teacher was Nikkei. Um, so what I, what I believe is Nikkei is Elena's mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause she's obviously their teacher. We see it in the flashbacks. And they have, I'm, I'm assuming it's that and the fact that, uh, what is it? The connections with the main character's mom is the reason why that one witch is who she taught her daughter she's like oh i know a perfect way to teach my daughter mm -hmm. and that's how she ended up getting her is because she already had a connection with that one witch yeah the stardust witch mm -hmm. yep yeah um soundtrack gave a six i just kind of liked the open it very much like uh if this was like a fantasy isekai that song would be perfect for it it's the song vibe and that's yeah. kind of the same vibe i got of the show that it if you were told me this was an isekai, I'd be like, yeah, I believe you. It, I mean, it's it's about as close as it gets without somebody dying, because the it's still a super powerful magic yeah. main character. Fantasy. Yeah. But she's not super OP. That's true. And um, it's not super pervy. Like, that. that's, that's something, um, and, th and that's another thing I kind of like about this show that sets it apart from a lot of because a lot of Kodakawa shows kind of blend together, to be honest. But one thing that happens in this show that you would never think to see in those other shows, the first fight that Elena gets into, she loses. She gets her ass kicked. Yeah. Facts. But she's a prodigy. Like, we, we know. She's built up to be, like, this super powerful kid. So we're led to believe it's going to be like all of these other fantasy shows where it's like, oh, the main character that yeah. no, everything her teacher comes almost easy kills to me her. and I'm going to obliterate everybody in my path. But nope, it's not like that. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot about this show. Yeah, Plot of Game of Five. I thought it was a, it's a pretty straightforward show. There's nothing super deep or special about it, but mm -hmm. it wasn't a bad plot. I do like the idea of. Like, it's almost like a freelance journalist or something writing articles. The Wandering Witch. I like the... The title literally is her book. Yep. And I did like that. Um, also, I give a six. I think that there's enough that sets it apart from being average. But uh, it didn't seem like at times that there's anything special about it. Same time. Uh, uniqueness, kind of the same thing. Six. Because it had a lot of the same ideas of, like, a fantasy isekai. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, the more magical girl shows we watch, the more I'm like, these are really average. We just haven't watched Sailor Moon yet. Yeah. Like, the fact that Madoka Magica is considered to be one of the best ones, and I think that was, like, if I were to rate it out of 10, a 7. I mean, Madoka Magica is pretty damn good. It's interesting, but it also had some really stupid shit to it. So is most shit we watch. Yeah. Uh, recommendability, I gave a six. You have a lot of sixes on this one. Totally gave it a 59. 
Right on. Alright. So for me, my person's enjoyment, I gave an 8. I had a lot of fun with this show. It was just a nice ride. Didn't need to be super deep or anything. Especially coming off of Sunny Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just a good time. Uh, animation I gave a nine. Like I was kinda of saying earlier, between the magic that we do see and just the way that like the landscapes look, it, it's just seriously beautiful. Um, character development I gave a four. There's not very many characters to start, you know, for one thing. And yeah, not a whole lot of character development really happens. Um, world building, I gave a seven. We see a lot of the world and yeah, we see kind of like the, the different politics and stuff. Uh, soundtrack, I gave a nine. For one thing, I fucking love that opening. That opening was amazing. The closing was good too. And the, uh, you know, music during the show. Kotakawa usually has pretty good soundtracks on their shows, I think. Um, plot, I give a six. It's a fun adventure story. Um, voice acting, I gave a five. There's nothing that particularly stood out, but it was fitting enough. Uh, art style, I gave a ten just because of all the witches. All, all of them killed it. They all look cool. The drip. Yep, exactly. Uh, I mean, I guess other than that, it's it's like your typical kind of fantasy vibe, but uh, also the spider dragon was dope. And you don't see those in other shows. Um, uniqueness, I gave a six. Recommendability, I gave a seven. Which puts the total at 71. Let's go! Yeah. yeah. Guys, I met Jason Momoa today. Same. Nice. I'm so glad I don't work Mondays now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. I wish I didn't work Mondays. Or Tuesdays, or Wednesdays, or Thursdays, or Fridays. I still don't want to work Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> I was going to vote, you want to work Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> what you're saying. No, that, that'll remain unchanged. But I don't want to work those other days either. I don't either. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Alright guys, well thanks for joining us again this week. If you guys have any thoughts about Wandering Witch or Sunny Boy, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. Or don't. Or don't, But preferably do. I would love it if you do, but I still love you if you don't. Your choices are yours. And that's okay, because you're still you. Mm. And I'm still me, which is better. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you. We'll catch you next week. Uh. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.